today on Power Tips Unscripted. I speak with Victoria, and we're going to talk about six words that will destroy your business. And we're going to talk about what to do about it. You'll hear all about it in just a second. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. You kind of are here with your co-host, yeah, um, kinda. remotely, but yeah, good to be here. Yep, good to see your face on the screen, <laughs> yeah. not in person. Um, so today... The new, the new normal, right? The new normal. Everything's virtual. Moment. We should actually mention to everybody, because as you probably know, we are all uh, working remotely from our homes. So if you hear a door slam or a kid scream or a dog barking, you know why. We apologize <laughs> in advance. True. Yeah, really. I'm sure people are <laughs> going to give us a lot of leeway on that at the moment. I hope so, so, you know, one of the things that's happened to us during this crisis is that we have found that we have had to adapt and change pretty rapidly. I think probably everybody's in that boat, don't you think? Yeah, everybody's in that boat right now. But, you know, um, it's interesting. Many years ago, I wrote a blog post about it and, and not about this or change. It's just, just you know, as we said, the six words that will destroy your business. And what and, are those uh, words? Well, quite simply, it's We've always done it this way. Ah, yes. You know, that's the way we've always done it kind of thing. And the, it's just going to destroy your business. If that's all you ever think, you've got it perfectly tuned in, that's it. This is the way we've always done it. It's always worked for us, and we're not going to change. Even when times are good, that's a bad, bad mantra to to have. But now more than ever, if you're not shifting and changing – uh, you're you're in some some deep doo doo, I would think. Especially, you know, some of our members are saying, you know, well, and we've heard it from f forever. You know, I get all my leads from referrals. I'm 99.9% referrals, and you know, that's always kind of been a bad thing to mm -hmm. just put all your eggs in that referral basket. But um, but I think again, now more than ever, you can't just rely on that. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to change your attitude about marketing for sure. That's one of the the first things you got to change your attitude about and be a lot more uh, aggressive. I'm not saying being uh aggressive in a bad way, but be much more proactive, I guess, about reaching out to drive leads to your business when things like this happen. Yeah. And, some, and beyond beyond marketing, it's everything. You know, how operations, I mean, some things are going to just kind of fall in your lap because of necessity, right? Necessity is the the mother of invention, I think, is the proverb. Mm -hmm. um, but through through the necessity of of the restrictions and and the social distancing, that you're already putting new processes in place that you know may or may not, depending on what it is, make you more efficient, make you leaner. Um, it's going to have positive impacts on your business. Some are not going to be such, and as soon as restrictions are lifted, you're going to get rid of that particular process because yeah. it doesn't improve it. But but being 
willing to make a change, not just because of necessity, but because you are open to looking at what you've done, whether it's for four years or 40, and say, you know what, there just might be a better way. And I need to be big enough and humble enough to let go of that. And it's not easy. I mean, you know, it's it's hardwired into us to to be comforted in in the stability the and familiar and, and yes. right yeah right yes. I mean heck longevity like you said it's a traditional marketing you know 20 25 years in service you plaster it all over your website you have your trucks 30 celebrating our 30th year and all that the reason that works is because it comforts everybody you've mm-hmm. been around we're, we're we're excited and happy to be part of something that is stable and enduring Mm-hmm, but sure. but you need to be able to to shift. Right. And, you know, one of the things that we have built into our roundtables program, for example, is one of the core values we had was continuous improvement. You can't go into a business improvement program and be unwilling to change. I mean, there's no point. So we attract and we see that the people that come in and really are successful are those people that see how others are doing it differently. And again, like you said, are a little bit humbled to think that they don't know it all and are ready to do something differently. But that brings up a bit of another problem. What's that? So those folks that are willing to make changes, some of them make too many changes. Some of them. What do you mean? Well, like let's take our company, for example. We have a lot of ideas, right? We have a lot of great ideas. They're flying in all the time. We could do this. We could do that. And there's so many things to think about in regard to making changes that sometimes I could see a company getting uh, distracted and not focusing enough energy on any one initiative or getting too many things moving at one time and not, not really Um, vetting them to know which ideas deserve the attention and the time and the investment to make them come to life. You know, there's just ideas flying around. And and in addition, sometimes an idea will get started, an initiative will get started without being all the way thought through. So then you get, you're wasting time, you're causing chaos, you're getting people uh, working on something then pulling it back. It could just turn into a big fat mess if there's too many changes going on at one time. So, you know, it's interesting because obviously we're we're in the middle of that right now. We've we've I mean, well, let's be honest, you and I have always had shiny object fever, right? It's like, yeah. oh cool, let's do good this is really would be a cool thing to do. Let's do this. And then we have certain members of our team that help keep us grounded a little bit, right? But um but it's something that we've you and I have struggled with, making sure that we've got some processes in place to make sure that we don't run into that. Um, I obviously have subscribed to the um, to the Amazon methodology, which we can talk about. But you were talking about um, earlier this week about the GE model. Yeah. So something that we used in our strategic planning sessions for many years was a, a bit of a matrix that was created by GE, is my understanding, um, and it helps company's executive team vet ideas to see which one ri- which which ideas rise to the top and which ones should 
which ones are worthy of further exploration, um, a full project development, and that investment of time and possibly money, right? So here's some of the things that they look at. So let's say you're going into a strategic planning meeting like what, like we often do, and let's say that four different people have really good ideas that they want to they want the company to implement, and they they want to pitch the whole executive team on the development of their idea. Well, before that they have the opportunity to pitch, they have to fill out this grid and rank the idea in a variety of ways. Who, so who fills out who fills out the grid? Whoever has the idea. Okay. Whoever has the idea that wants to pitch it to the team. Okay. So if it's my idea, I'd go in and I start out by describing the opportunity and I'd describe the value proposition to the clients. What's it add to them? How is it helpful to them? And you might put a little statement in there about how risky it might be. Then you start to rank on growth. How does this idea, how will this idea contribute to the company's growth? Does it, is it a high contribution, a medium, or a low? How will it contribute to revenue growth of the company? Okay, that's pretty easy to see. So you'd rank that. Then you'd talk about productivity. Does it help increase your company's productivity in a ranking high, medium, or low again? The next one they talk about is the financial impact to the company. And, for example, if you ranked it as High impact, that means that you're planning on expecting a significant increase in sales or in net income, or you're expecting a significant reduction in costs. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you'd rank that high, medium, or low. Then you'd talk about, you'd rank it as to the value that the idea adds for your clients. So here it says, if it's high, it's a high value added to the client, it increases the client sales or reduces client cost. Uh, medium ranking there in value adds, it said it's a significant process change that would add value, perhaps to the customer experience. Or if it's a low value add to the client, that's a regulatory or administrative or compliance change. It really doesn't have much impact to the client at all. So far, so good. Yeah. So just to touch on that. So really, these you're you're the one that has the idea. You're putting yourself kind of through this grid right now, right. and and the the grading you're using is is more of gut, right? Like with the um with the dollars and the impact, you're not going in and doing hard research and running budgets and numbers, are you? Are you just kind of using gut? Yes. 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 Inferring. Okay. All right. There's two more. The next one is ease of implementation. Now, that's a doozy. I mean, I've seen it come into play here a lot. We might have a really good idea, but we work pretty lean, right? We don't have tons of people flying around. So ease of implementation is pretty important to us, right? right. It's got to be, we got to be able to do it. So if it's, if the ease of implementation is high, that means it'll take um, 45 days or less to implement. If the ease of implementation is medium, it might take three to six months, um, if it's low ease of implementation, it might take six months to complete and involve clients and a lot of resources, blah, 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 right? Right, right. And then lastly, the level of confidence in success. Are you, do you have high confidence, 80 to 100%, medium, 60 to 80, or under 60% confidence of the success of this particular initiative? So those are basically the five areas, or six, I guess, growth, productivity, financial impact, 
value add to client, ease of implementation, and level of confidence and success. Now, mm-hmm. you look at those six areas, and then you rank them, you weight them, right? Of those ideas, which is the most important, or of, of those uh, criteria, which is the most important to your company? And then you weight them according to... The, okay. what, what, what element is more important than the other? Kind of thing. Right. So is it financial impact or is it the value add to the client? What is it? You know, what's right. the most important? So you'd rank that and then you rank each of the ideas on those criteria. So the weighting would give you a score that tells you which idea has the highest score. And then that idea would be the one that I, I te- uh, you know, technically or the I, ideally you would pursue that so- particular idea. So does the grid have the the math built into it? Like yes. Does it? Okay. So you just fill in blanks and it spits right. out the numbers. That's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then it gives you a score. It lists the ideas uh, according to who has the high, which one got the highest score, and so forth. And that gives you some direction on which ones you should pursue. So it's not just all gut, because you know some of us, when we come up with a good idea, we sort of it becomes our baby. And we don't want to give it up. Well, so it's yeah, not, for sure. It's not objective at all. It's very subjective. But so just to clarify, okay, you, Victoria, came up with this idea. You think it would be a wonderful new ad- initiative or product or service. And so you do this grid, and then do you just hand it out to the executive team and to the to the members, or do you ask them to also fill it out? Look. Yes, I asked. In our world, we asked the whole executive team to fill it out for each person's idea. So each person. For, would, no, I'm sorry. Not not for each person's individual idea, though, but for your idea. So you've come up with this idea, product X, and yep. you do this whole process and you fill out the grid, you weight it, and you come up with the scores. Then what? Do you just distribute it as a memo to the team and say, here it is? Or no, do it's you usually get, discussed. Okay, you know, and then. Now, at our meetings, when we used this, it was for our annual strategic planning meeting. So there were lots of new ideas on the table. A lot of different people had a variety of different ideas. There might be 10 different ideas that are coming up as things that we should do, but we can't do them all. So each person would discuss, they'd, they'd share the details of their project. It would be discussed right. amongst the team before it was all ranked. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay. So I thought that was a good way. It's one way to make people think about an idea objectively a little more and not drag an idea, not drag it out working on something that really isn't, that really doesn't have a lot of potential for the company. So, and then in the, in the phase of the development, like, okay, you, you have this dream overnight and you wake up in the morning, like Eureka, right? You got that big moment. Um, are you doing this before you even say a word to other key shareholders in the company or, or do you discuss it with them? I have this great idea. And then there's kind of some discussion. Then it's like, well, I'm, you should go back and do the grid and then we'll, we'll look at it. it yeah, what's the, the timeline? The latter. So you would take those criteria and the person with the idea would describe the idea, talk about the value proposition, talk about any risk, and then they would go through and describe how they rank them in each of those six criteria. Okay, so in growth, I'm looking at it being low, but in productivity, it's high because this, that, and the other. Then the discussion would go on. You'd get challenged. You'd defend. 
you get challenged again, you defend again, you clarify, and then everybody goes and ranks it. Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. So I wonder if you could use that in conjunction with, <clears throat> excuse me, my um, my quote unquote air quotes <laughs> Amazon method. I mean, well, tell us about that. Because the Amazon method starts before that, before you even um, present it to anybody. It, it actually is the presentation. So, okay, so um, a while back, I couldn't even remember. Honestly, I couldn't remember that it was Amazon. I just remembered that someone had this policy in place where where if if you have something innovative, a new product, a new project, whatever initiative you want to to propose the company take on, the first step is you're required to write a press release for the product. And I, I ended up having to a, a few weeks back, actually, because I wanted to start using that in our world. And so I had to go find out who it was because I couldn't remember. I just remembered reading the article a ways while back, and it, it turned out it was, um, you know, Mr. Bezos and, and Amazon. And it's just – I think it's brilliant because typically the press release, right, this is the last step in the entire project, right? You, you've you built it. You've developed it. You've tested it. You went alpha, beta. Now you, you got it going on, and then it's time to announce it to the world. Here it is. Um and, and they call it – Amazon calls it working backwards. You start with the customer in mind, and you take that very last step, and you put it up front, very first step in the process. And so using you again as an example, you had your eureka moment overnight. You, you had this dream, and you, you're inspired. Before actually presenting it to the team, you would write up the press release as if this existed now. This is how I go. And, and they kind of outline, you know, I mean, if, if you don't know how to do a press release, um, the article, and actually it turns out there's a bunch of articles on it. So you could Google Amazon working backwards and you'll probably see a million results. Um, but it's, it's just the, the standard press release and you, you explain in the press release how, what the product or service is or initiative, how it impacts the client, the customer, what benefits it has. And, and looking at it that way, you almost – you yourself will audit yourself as to whether or not you should have ever even take it to the team because if you complete the press release and you read it and it's kind of eh, ho-hum, <laughs> right, and it doesn't really tingle or excite, then you know you kind of – either you got to go back and rework this thing or you've got a dud on your hand and it's not as exciting as you initially thought. But beyond that, once it does kind of pass your own sniff test, as it were mm-hmm. – you, you hand it out to the the team or to the key you know stakeholders and it's it's presented in a way layman's terms you can't you know like a press release you can't be using jargon and all that right. stuff right so you, it's presented in a way that they'll be able to absorb and understand exactly where you're going and you know somewhere in the in the article I had read 
it did mention how um, iterating a, a press release is much easier than iterating a product or a service because I don't know. You invent a, a whatchamahoozit. Now you got to sit there and try to explain it to people. And you, you what you're going to do PowerPoint slides and you're, you're kind of talking about, well, the, the kind of the stuff that you were talking about in, in your grid, but uh, that's like a second step. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. So anyway, I, I think it's great. And I really, as, as you know, I've been pushing that we use that process because I, I think it also does help. And let's be honest, some ideas that seem really great. It's not easy to write a press release. Right. So, so if if you're sitting there and you're writing it and it's just way too much work, then this wasn't a good project either. Yeah. yeah you know, sure. you're going to kind of weed out these these fanciful, crazy thoughts that aren't worth the time or effort. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, and really, if if we and other small business owners were more selective about the ideas that we pursue, we could probably accomplish a lot more than when we throw out a dozen half-baked ideas that really aren't going to deliver the value or the punch you were looking for. You got that right. So, hey, it seems as though if our listeners are in the same boat we are, there's a lot of new ideas coming up. So hopefully with things that we've talked about today, the, the GE grid, the Amazon working backwards, those could be some tools that could really help people be selective and choose the ideas that are going to have the greatest impact on the business all the way around. Absolutely. But before you can even do any of that, you really have to accept. And it, again, it's hard because, like I said, it's hardwired in us. But you have to accept that it's okay to change something. I, you know, you've heard, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've long been against that. I think that it should be, if it ain't broke, break it. Mm-hmm. You break it, you see if there's a new, better way to, to do it. And even, you know, even with like pricing, you know, how many times have we heard like a new member comes in and it's all I can get in my market and that yeah. kind of thing, just because, you know, there's a fear in there. There's a comfort in I've always been selling at this margin. You gotta be willing to take the chance. What are the odds with anything that that first time out of the gate, you hit the exact right target price? Mm-hmm. You were just perfectly guessing. And yeah. it just was exactly right. You know, odds are probably slim to none. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I get it. It's it's a very hard thing to do, but you got to come up. You got to get over that first. And then once you do, um, I think these steps, that GE thing, we should probably put that into the process a little bit for us as mm-hmm. like a second step to the yes. um, to the press release. Yep. I think it would be great. It would just give, again, people a little bit of objective criteria against which to judge the ideas. Yeah, good stuff. And this is the time to be doing it because for sure it's a time to change. you got to change something. You're going to have to be moving around. So. Yeah, got to be more nimble today, that's for sure. Good stuff. Well, yeah. I say since it's just you and I, we're going to skip the lightning round. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, well, let me ask you, what's something you, uh, you're not very good at? Organization. <laughs> <laughs> not losing things constantly. That would be one of those things. Yeah. Cool. How about five words of wisdom? You got any? No. <laughs> you got some? Um, yeah. Always. No. If it ain't broke, break it. <laughs> break it's yeah, one word. Yeah, that's one word. Break it. There you go. Break it. All right. I like it. That fits right right perfectly. Well, thank you all for being here listening to us. I'm Victoria Downing. 
And I'm Mark Harari. We'll see you next week. Bye. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.